Can you believe that this is our 25th road trip? Wow. And you know, I look forward to each and every one of them and I never, I'm always happy to do them. This is so much fun, especially doing them with you, Tony. Well, likewise, my friend. And uh, we're doing something special to celebrate our, what is 25 silver? Is that the silver anniversary? Yes. Yes, it is. Okay. So for the silver anniversary for our show here, we're doing something special. We are going to be taking one road trip today and taking a look at rock and roll's original conspiracy. And I'm sure people who are listening right now can probably guess what it is, but uh, are you ready to hit the road? I'm as ready as I'm ever going to be. Yes. And uh, I've got a few surprises in store for you today as well, but uh, let's go. Just make sure, make sure the lights have changed before you go. (laughs) (laughs) All right. That was a big spoiler folks, but uh, here we go. Maps. Check. Snacks. Double check. Tunes. Check. I'm Tony Stewart. I'm Aaron Badgley. And we are cruising the rock and roll highway in our way back music machine. Are you ready, my friend? I sure am. I have the feeling this is going to be the start of a great adventure. Kind of a magical mystery tour. Somehow I knew you were going to say that. So would you believe that for rock and roll's greatest conspiracy it looks like it got its start in DeKalb, illinois now i can you punch that in um i've actually got a surprise for you though i've got a special sound effect for you so are you ready to I'm punch the, you do that you do that okay i'm going to cue up the sound effect and uh, we're going to travel to DeKalb, illinois on september 23rd 1969 So here we are in DeKalb, Illinois in um, September 23rd, 1969. And uh, isn't it nice that the uh, podcast has, finally has a budget for sound effects? Yeah, but now we can't afford coffee. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no more sound effects. We have to go back to you uh, clicking your nails there. <laughs> like Dolly. <laughs> so Aaron, uh, why are we in DeKalb, Illinois on September 23rd, 1969? Well... There's a newspaper there called the Northern Star, and they ran a story claiming, bizarrely, that Paul McCartney had been killed in a car crash in 1966 and had been replaced by a lookalike. Take your pick. William Campbell, Billy Shears, lots of people's names. This gets picked up by a DJ in Detroit in October of 1969, and it just blows up, Tony. I mean, blows up. And apparently... Not only did the Beatles get a lookalike, but they planted clues so fans could actually know the truth. Yeah, this is uh, this really got some legs, this uh, conspiracy theory. And uh, so many people bought in and were looking for clues and wouldn't believe uh, Paul McCartney when he said that uh, he was alive and well. But um, we're going to talk about that today. So the whole episode for our 25th episode here, we are going to take a deep dive into the Paul is dead conspiracy and uh, let you know all about it because it still hangs around and it's uh, super interesting. Still alive and well. Well, I thought for segment one here uh, that we should, uh, yeah, let's talk about exactly what the hoax is. So uh, where do we start? 
Well, let's start with, how about some truth first? Yeah, let's do that. Okay. So on December the 26th, 1965, it's a Sunday, Paul McCartney is driving a moped or a little scooter in Liverpool. He falls off it while he's driving. Maybe he's under the influence, you know, Christmas time. And he he chips his tooth and he cuts his lip. Both of which, by the way, you can see when, uh, if you look at the video for Paperback Writer, his chipped tooth is extremely evident. And as far as let it be, you can still see the cut lip. He really, he needed stitches. He really hurt his lip. He didn't die. But as early as 67, I didn't know this. This is interesting. As early as 67, there were these rumors that he had been killed in a car accident on the M1 motorway, but they had it listed as January 7th, which is not December 26, 65. Um, of course, it was all denied, and so it fades away until this fella in, um, what was the name of that town there, Tony? Oh, DeKalb, Illinois. Writes an article saying that Paul's dead, and they've, you know, they've replaced him with, by the way, a Canadian folks, William Campbell from Hamilton, Ontario. And uh, the Beatles have all these clues. So maybe we should look at some of the clues. Yeah, let's do that. And uh, it's funny, you know, this reminds me a little bit of John's uh, uh, Jesus remarks, right? How at first, you know, he made the remarks innocently enough and nobody seemed to care. But then they heard them in the States and it just blew up. And this was the same, you know, the rumor started in 67, but it wasn't until two years later that it became a thing and it became a thing in a huge way. Yeah, we should start taking a look at clues. Let's do that. I just, I have to say that Mad Magazine in 1970, and I'm not, hey, everybody, I don't even have it in front of me. They did a takeoff on the Paul McCartney death thing. And my favorite was the little poem. George, Paul, Ringo, and John played a trick and put us on, dropped hints that Paul was dead as nails and rocketed up their record sales. <laughs> <laughs> That's a nice little bit of prose there. <laughs> Thank you. Mad Magazine, ladies and gentlemen, Mad Magazine. Okay, let's move to the clues, yeah. And there are, I mean, and here's the other weird part, folks, is that there are so many of them and people, you know, we're just looking for things constantly and somebody, well, you know what? I think we should start with the most famous ones, the, um, from revolution number nine, right? In the intro, when you listen to that song and, uh, the recording engineer is just saying number nine, number nine, uh, somebody figured out that when you play it backwards, you hear the famous phrase turn me on dead man and so people right away picked up oh there's a clue that uh it's really true that paul is dead well because in a day in the life they sing i'd love to turn you on so turn me on dead man um yeah have you ever have you ever listened to that backwards it does sound like turn me on dead man it kinda. does it does turn me on dead man yeah like <laughs> <laughs> good that was a good impersonation uh <laughs> And the other one on the White Album is um, uh, I'm So Tired, which has the mumbling at the end, which if you play backwards, says, Paul is dead, man. Miss him, miss him, miss him. Yes. But you know what? <laughs> who, who? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, well, who? you're right. Who figured out, let's put the record on backwards and take a listen. And, you know, you wonder how many people destroyed their records trying to play <laughs> them backwards as well. And turntables. <laughs> And I'm sure the the record industry didn't mind, right? Because if you wrecked your copy, you had to go out and buy another, right? So, <laughs> But 
You're right, Tony. There's been books written about this. In fact, there was a TV special at the time hosted by a respectable lawyer, F. Lee Bailey, about whether Paul was dead or And they looked at all the evidence, right? Which, is it evidence or is it just mania? I don't know. Well, and but, uh, it's true, you know, um, so interesting. And if you look uh, at other songs, well, Strawberry Fields Forever. At the end, uh, John supposedly says, I buried Paul. And um, have you heard that one? Yeah, but you know what he actually says, right? I, I think he said cranberry sauce, didn't he? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which again, cranberry sauce, I buried Paul. I don't know. So it's a little I, bit of a, that one's a bit of a stretch for me. But Well, I, I always, I remember someone played it on the radio and they said, honest to God, I thought he was saying, I'm very bored. <laughs> <laughs> If you listen to it, you can hear I'm very bored as well, you know. Yeah, exactly. But, um, well, Magical Mystery Tour is full of clues because if you look on the back, well, if you look at the TV show, but if you look on the back cover, uh, all the Beatles are wearing red roses. Paul's is black. Um, well, the, and the I am the, what's that? Oh, well, we're going to have to do that in another segment here, aren't we? Let's take a look at all the album covers. So we'll keep to the music. Good point. I'm the Walrus has... Uh, Stupid Bloody Tuesday, which is when he supposedly died. Um, I am the walrus itself. You know, walrus is supposedly a Greek symbol of death. Now, and that's not know. that's not true, right? I guess I was doing some reading about that, that it's actually from Scandinavia. But uh, yeah. <laughs> I guess uh, back then there was no uh, no ability to fact check, really. So No, <laughs> they didn't have Google. Well, and on the White Album... In the song Glass Onion, he says, here's another clue for you all. The walrus was Paul. You know, I mean, the Beatles, I don't think, even in 68, they don't think they knew that this was going to happen. It's another line taken out of context. But, um, and then, of course, there's the Abbey Road stuff, Tony. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Uh, it, well, go on, because it's, uh, I, I think people will love it. Come together. One and one and one is three. Three Beatles. Yes, that's a, uh, another stretch for sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you never give me your money, uh, which is about about the car crash, supposedly, and uh, carry that weight, boy. You're going to carry that weight, meaning the other three Beatles had to be Paul Bears. Like, yes, yes. To get the joke, Paul B A U L. And what was the, now? There's a there's another one that I. Which song is it that you play it backwards and you hear the sound of the flames and the car crash? Do you know? Is that Revolution Nine? Revolution Nine. Yeah. So that was another clue, right? Where where you could hear the flames and the and the car crash sound, and I mean there were all kinds of these things, and people were were looking everywhere for them. But this this was the whole start of that playing your records backwards and looking for messages, and of course that became a big issue later on when. Uh, you know, parents groups and and uh, church groups started freaking out about uh, lyrics and stuff in music, but it all started here. Well, and full disclosure, Revolution Nine played frontwards scares me to this day. It's a very frightening sound collage, but play it backwards, you're never quite the same. I did it with a friend in radio, and it terrifies you. You do hear the flames, you do hear a car crash, but but. Is it, do you hear it or does your mind fill in the gaps, right? Well, that's exactly it. I mean, uh, cause I, how would you deliberately do that with 19, 
sixties technology, right? Even, even what right. the Beatles were doing, but, uh, I mean, they were good, but they weren't that good, but <laughs> I forgot the biggest clue of all, Tony. What's that? A day in the life. Oh yeah, of course. Of course. Right. He blew his mind out in a car. He didn't notice that the lights had changed. A crowd of people stood and stared. They, they'd seen his face before. I mean, it was all there. I mean, it's clearly he died. <laughs> well, that's right. It's very clear. Come on, folks. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. It was crazy. Um, insane. Well, and your favorite song is even a clue too. I uh, got to get you to my life. Oh yeah. What's the clue in that? I took a ride. I didn't know what I would find there. Oh well, my goodness. Found, yeah. found death. <laughs> <laughs> so there you have it, uh, folks. Part one here is the clues in songs. Now, what do you say we uh, take a break and then we can start talking about uh, maybe some of the clues in photographs because uh, you thought the clues in the songs were strange. Well, just wait, folks. <laughs> Shall we take a break? Yeah. Let's take a break. All right. Sounds good. We'll be right back. So now that we're at the 25 episode mark, we'd like to take this opportunity to thank you for listening to the Wayback Music Machine podcast. Aaron and I love recording this show every week. And we'd just like to remind you that beyond listening, there are other ways that you can support the show that don't cost you a thing. Yeah, and we do appreciate you listening. We really do. And and Tony and I hang out anyways, but this is a, a privilege to actually sit and talk with Tony with these microphones and do this for you. So, Tony, how can people help? Well, the, the easiest ways are to share a post of ours on social media or just post yourself about the show and let people know. And uh, word of mouth in podcasting goes a long way. The other thing that you can do is uh, really simple. On your favorite podcast playing service, just leave us a review. If you think we're worth the five stars, let us know, and that helps make us findable. But thank you for listening, folks. And now, let's get back to the show. So, Tony, if you think that some of the song clues are kind of far out and interesting and maybe at a stretch, why do we talk about the album covers? Yes, uh, this this gets even stranger, you know, because I was reflecting on this and people, you know, first of all, playing records backwards is one thing, but then starting to grab shiny objects like butter knives and holding them up to uh, the <laughs> album cover to look for reflections to find clues. I mean, this, this really did uh, have legs, this conspiracy and uh, someone who's, you know, who never lived through it. I, I can't imagine, I'm sure. Well, I mean, and some of them are just... So, I mean, let's start with Pepper. Pepper is full of clues. I and mean, it's, it's, it's already a funeral procession or, or a, a memorial because, of course, Beatles is spelled out in flowers. And it looks like a bass guitar. Not really. It just looks like a guitar. But on the doll, there's a car that's red in the inside, implying it's a car crash with fire, like in, we're going to hear on Revolution 9. Uh, also, you got the wax mannequins. Looking down on the back, Paul's back is to the uh, camera and the infamous, infamous OPP patch that people used to say was OPD, right. which stood for offic officially pronounced dead. Yeah. And uh, what a story that is, isn't it? Because they had just been sent an OPP badge by a fan and, uh, and, but 
people said, no, that's OPD. But then uh, they corrected them and said, uh, no, it's like an Ontario provincial police badge. But there's, there's other clues too on Pepper, right? The fact that Paul, the oboe that he's holding, the black instrument, um, he's wearing the black flower, right? Symbol of death. Um, the fact that his back is turned, of course. And, and I read somewhere that the only reason he turned his back was because his face was red when they went to do the photograph and he just turned around. You know, if you look at photo shoots of anything, and you know this because you're a musician and you've done photo shoots, and, and there's a hundred photos taken. And sometimes the, the, the group will go, that's an interesting... The, the, the funny thing about the picture on the back cover is Harrison's finger oh. is pointing to a line in a song Wednesday morning at five o'clock, which is apparently... The day after Stupid Bloody Tuesday, <laughs> when, when Paul died, I don't know. <laughs> but you know, I like you look at all these clues and you think, you know, if they really had wanted to create uh, something, just being mischievous, right? Uh, I don't think they could have done it as well as it actually accidentally turned out to be. Uh, you know, no, you, but you, you can't plan this. <laughs> no, and and we could have done this entire episode around the clues on Pepper to be totally honest i mean there's there's so many of them that people say are there but uh, the opp badge and then of course it it came out well he's been replaced by someone from ontario that's the clue that his that his body double is uh, you know from ontario and then they start saying well here's another clue for you on the uh, famous abbey road street crossing uh, paul's holding the cigarette in his right hand but he was left-handed that that's one of the clues there <laughs> And, and Andy's barefoot, which and apparently how you bury people in England when they're dead. That's right. And then they they said John in the white suit represented the minister in a funeral procession. And George, uh, sorry, Ringo was the uh, undertaker, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. And then there was and, Paul, and, who was the corpse. And then right behind him was uh, George in his jeans and his blue shirt, who was <laughs> the grave digger, of course, because he was dressed in uh, in workman's clothes. Yeah. And on the back of Abbey Road, if you tilt the cover a certain way, there's three dots that form a skull. That's yeah, you have to hold a butter knife or something to that too, don't you? Yeah, to, to see it? Like it's Yeah. <laughs> but it doesn't end there. There are other clues. The uh, Volkswagen Beetle on the uh, left side of the cover. The license plate says twenty eight IF, doesn't it? And, yep. uh, and that would have been, uh, Paul's age if he hadn't have passed away. So that's another clue. Uh, can you think of any others off that album cover? I'm trying to, uh, yeah. On the back of the album cover, uh, where it says Beatles Abbey road, there's other dots that if you use your imagination, you can connect to the number three. Oh, right. Right. Yeah. There's that. And, uh, although did you know, Tony, that when the album came out, Paul would have been 27. I guess they got that one wrong. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it was just, wasn't there was also a phone number left somewhere, right? That people could call. I'm trying to. I'm That's trying on to... Magical Mystery Tour. If you, the word Beatles is spelt out in the, in stars. And if you flip it upside down and squint really hard, <laughs> you have to squint folks. The word Beatles upside down forms a phone number which if you called, you would get a mysterious voice saying that Paul had died. Yeah, isn't that something, eh? So somebody was uh, up to no good there doing this, but uh, the the amount of effort involved in that is uh, is hilarious. 
Well, I just and, and we and, and then there's the White Album, which which has the poster with all these photographs. So there's apparently a picture of Paul McCartney, and you can see skeleton hands reaching. It wasn't skeleton; it was smoke. But um, you know, and there's a picture of Paul in the bathtub, and he's surrounded by bubbles. But it looks like a, a he's being dragged underground. People really, really were invested in this, right? And of course, let it be, Tony, which is all in black, and Paul has the red background. No other beetle has a red background behind him. Oh yeah, amazing, eh? So and he has a beard too. <laughs> and again, right? I mean, you know, a, a lot of these are people uh, really reaching, but uh, it became an industry, a whole industry unto itself, of looking for clues on Beatles albums and going back. And well, they all charted again. All those albums went back on the charts. Yeah, so I'm sure the Beatles didn't mind. You know, keep it going, folks. But uh, <laughs> well, but Paul, Paul didn't help. Did you read where the Life magazine there was a time or Life? They go to the farm to say, "Are you okay?" And he he throws a bucket of water at them. Yes, yeah, he was uh, not very complimentary at all. I guess he had just got fed up. But he gave an interview afterwards, though, didn't he? Yeah, because he threw a bucket of water. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't want the bad publicity of, here's a picture of Paul McCartney throwing a bucket of water at the cameraman. <laughs> and uh, the whole uh, Billy Shears thing, right? Uh, you know, from, from Pepper, uh, where some people said Billy Shears was actually the guy who stood in for uh, for Paul. Uh, and they, they were clues to that. People said they said that uh, their height their heights were different. So if you actually looked at pictures, you could tell that it wasn't Paul because uh, Billy Shears was taller, wasn't he, than Paul, mm. ac according to the uh, rumors? If you watched the movie uh, Plan 9 from Outer Space, Bela Lugosi died after a shooting 10, 15 minutes. And the director hired a stand-in who was actually um, 12 inches taller than Bela Lugosi. <laughs> it's, it's really noticeable. <laughs> I don't think so with the Beatles. <laughs> no, I don't think so either. What was the other name of the, uh, there was Billy Shears and then there was another name too of the stand-in. I can't remember. William, what. Bill Campbell. Oh, that's Bill right. Campbell. That's right. Now I'm telling you, Billy Shears or Bill Campbell or whoever he was, was uh, one hell of a writer though, because uh, he wrote some of Paul's best songs after Paul died. Uh, yeah. Let it be. Hey Jude. <laughs> but you know, we missed a clue and that is in, you know, after Sergeant Pepper, they go Billy Shears, and that goes into with a little help. You can also look at that as Billy's here. Oh, See? that's right, another clue. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I wonder if Linda knew. Yeah, I wonder. Eh, I wonder if she knew <laughs> that uh, Paul was gone, or if the stand-in was uh, such a dead ringer. <laughs> There's a little pun for you. <laughs> Good one. Good one. I have magazines, Tony, from the '60s of uh, the death clues. I even have a a Batman comic book, believe it or not. And Robin and Batman are in a graveyard on the cover and three Beatles are exiting and Batman goes, we've got to get to the bottom of this, Robin. Well, you know, Batman was the uh, world's greatest detective. So <laughs> who better to uh, uncover the mystery, right? Batman. <laughs> and you know what, Aaron, since you said Batman, I think it's time to uh, take a break. What do you think? Go to the Batcave? Sure. <laughs> All right. We'll be right back. <laughs> Honey on the man, 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 honey on
So while this conspiracy theory was going on, uh, you know, I'm sure Paul was uh, a little bit frustrated that it uh, kept lingering, but it's the aftermath, like we talked about at the beginning, you know, this thing really grew legs and uh, stuck around. And even to this day, there's people who still look for clues and say, hey, I found a new one. And uh, amazing, isn't it? There's people who find clues on McCartney's albums from last year. Seriously, if you go on the internet. And Paul had fun with that, though. I, I, I remember telling you that he put a live album out in 93, and he called Paul is Live. Very funny. <laughs> <laughs> and the cover, he took the original Abbey Road cover, and he had him walking his dog across the cross, the, the famous crossing walks. Oh, that's right. That's right. But, uh, yeah, people still looking. And uh, how many, I mean, you said you've got four books in your collection about this, don't you? I mean, there's count, countless books been written about this. Oh, yeah. And, 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 you know, as I said, there's a TV show, there's a lot of, but there are people who really believe this. I mean, I mean there's people who believe the earth is flat as well, but um, I, it, it blows my mind. You know, the only time I ever thought that maybe someone had replaced Paul was when he recorded with Kanye West. Other than that, well, that's right. There's maybe just a lack of judgment there, but. Uh. <laughs> and and the solo Beatles had fun with it too. I remember there's a, on uh, Imagine by John Lennon, there's a song called How Do You Sleep? And the, one of the lines is, those freaks was right when they said you were dead. It's a bit of a mean song, but I mean, they, it goes on. What year is this? 2021? And they're still talking about it. So there you go. Yeah, for sure. And, uh, you know, I, I, I would love to, uh, sit down with Paul now and, uh, and hear what he has to say about it because I, you know, he, I mean, he must be sick of it, but, uh, it's also interesting that it did stick around for so long. And, uh, it's also kind of macabre, don't you think? Yeah, I mean, a little bit twisted, isn't it? Yeah. 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 But, um, Hey, it's still with us. And I remember one person and this is, Say, well, why did they fake Lennon or fake Harrison? I mean, it's just so stupid, you know, but um, here we are. We, we And we're talking about it in 2021 because it hasn't gone away, Tony. No, that's right. But you know what? We should uh, talk some charts here, I think. Uh, I wonder what yeah. was on the charts, you know, the 23rd of uh, September, 1969. What was uh, charting then? I can, I, I have some guesses, but I'm curious. Well, what's interesting is number five is Through the Past Darkly, Big Hits Volume 2 by the Rolling Stones. Oh, there's another clue right there. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Number four. Yeah, I can't even come up with it. Number four is Blood, Sweat, and Tears, first album. Uh, Number three is Green River by CCR. Great album. Mm -hmm. Number two is Johnny Cash at San Quentin. And number one is Blind Faith by Blind Faith. Um, but, you know, you have The Doors, number seven, and Crosby, Stills, Nash & Young are in there, and all sorts of good stuff, right? Well, yeah, great, Dark, great time in Rock Dark Shadows, history. the soundtrack was at 22. I didn't know there was a soundtrack, Tony. No, I didn't know that either. Wow, interesting. Now I have to find it. <laughs> <laughs> Well, my friend, uh, I, I really liked, you know, taking a, a detour from the uh, regular road trip and uh, focusing on one event. And I think once in a while we should do this. If something comes up that's really important, you know, or, or is uh, really worth 
taking a bit of a deeper dive into, I think, uh, you know, maybe we can do this format more often. I loved it. I had a great time. It was so much fun and just great to do the research. And uh, the, just so you know, Tony, the playlist has all of the songs we've talked about. Oh, well, there you go. So folks, what you need to do is uh, when we release the episode in our show notes, we post a link to the Spotify playlist and uh, we also post that on social media. So look for that. But uh, it'll be a great playlist, boy. I can't wait to hear that one. And uh, Aaron, a pleasure as always. We've made it to uh, 25 and uh, here's to the next 25 and even more. I'm so with you, Tony. I've loved every second of it. I've, and, and you know, it's funny. I, I actually look, I get excited. Oh, me too. To I, I couldn't these wait. Chats. Yeah, me too. Me because too. we took a week off just to get ready for this episode. And uh, I was uh, itching, itching to get back behind the microphone. It felt weird not to do it, didn't it? Oh, it absolutely did. But uh, again, like we said in our promo earlier, uh, we can't thank you enough for listening and supporting the show. And, uh, Tell a friend, folks, and uh, keep spreading the word, and we will keep bringing you some Wayback Music Machine goodness every week into your headphones. And, and feel free to drop us a line, too. Oh, absolutely. We reply to every message and every post that we get. So, yep. Well, until next week, uh, thanks for spending this half hour with us, and we will see you again soon. Music for today's episode of the Wayback Music Machine podcast was written by Rick Denis. The show notes, chart selection, and Spotify playlist were created by Aaron Badgley. And the artwork, recording, editing, and sound production was done by Tony Stewart. If you enjoyed today's episode, please be sure to tell a friend or two. And don't forget to click follow or subscribe on your favorite podcast player to get the latest episodes automatically. And we'd love it if you would leave us a review. You can also engage with the show by going on our website and leaving us a voicemail. We may even play your voicemail on an upcoming episode. Thanks for taking this road trip with us, and we'll see you next time on the Wayback Music Machine Podcast. Hey, turn the radio up. I love this song. The Wayback Music Machine podcast is a Stewie Tunes production.